1: Hey y'all! It's Crystal, and it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters, true crime shit. Hey, girl. Hey.
0: Hi.
1: <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> you know, little, little, little crazy lately. <laughs> a little crazy. We're trying to record a little earlier
0: in the day, so it's not so late, and things are just crazy, but it's all good.
1: I have got I got myself a rather busy, busy day. Um, I've got a midterm that's due. <laughs> You're over halfway through with it. <laughs> I'm just nervous. I'm always nervous when it comes to tests. Yeah. And uh, I shouldn't be super nervous over true or false questions, but I am after the last one. See, I always end up like overthinking
0: true or false questions.
1: I do. and Even all... when I know the
0: answer, I'm like, are, are they trying to trick me with the wording? <laughs>
1: well, and the nice thing about, so the nice thing about my, this midterm um I can use my book if I want and so I've got my book next to me and I've been like the the nice thing about this is I can totally cheat no (laughs) but here's the thing like the way it's the way they word things and some of them are like um not true or false so much but it's more like scenarios yeah like you have to put your thinking cap on basically (laughs) and you're like okay well what scenario is this um I'm gonna think it's this but it also sounds like this could it be this or this so it's really it's frustrating so I just suck at tests like I'm really good at all of my schoolwork. I'm doing great but when it comes to tests got that test anxiety yes I'm one of those that like freaks out during tests and typically don't do the best. It'll It'll all be fine. I believe
0: in you. (laughs) All right. So it is Crystal's turn. It's my turn.
1: It's your turn. So we're talking, are we talking in third person now?
0: (laughs) It is is Crystal's turn. No. Um, (laughs) So that's good. That means you get to just kind of sit back and listen to a little Little story and get your mind off of all your things for a minute a little story story a little story <laughs> story a little true history story
1: that's no, not very no pleasant
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> as you, like you know I got my big list of cases to yes. like that I want to cover and I got to pick through those I'm like okay what am I gonna fit what am I feeling this week what am I I did not feel any of them this week on my list I was like no no <laughs> So, you know,
1: I do the same mine. I don't think mine's quite as long as yours because it, it just kind of comes at me and I'm like, Oh, that's a good one. I should have done. I should, I should do add that. that. So I'll add it. And then like every, almost every single week that I get to it, I'm like, I don't want to do any of these this week. <laughs> yes. That's what I did. So I was like,
0: Google help. Like I need, <laughs> I need your wisdom thrown at me. What should I do? Um, and Google, Google did come through, so I found this case and like, wow, this is like really interesting, and I've never really heard of it, so that was cool. Um, so this week I'm covering Joseph Vachet, aka the French Ripper. Hmm. So he is not to be confused with Jack the Ripper, who was in London. His uh, reign of terror actually came directly, like it was like right after Jack the Ripper happened in London. So Jack the Ripper was active in London from 1888 to 1891, and Vachey was sometimes called the French Ripper, sometimes called the Southeast Ripper, because he was active in like the Southeast part of France, and that was from 1894 to 1897, so it was like almost right after that. Oh, okay. And I hadn't really heard about it. Also, he has at least doubled the amount of victims as Jack the Ripper, so... Oh, well
1: okay <laughs>
0: yeah i'm gonna ask that you bear with me on my french pronunciations by the way because there's all these french names and um i like looked up the pronunciations and stuff so hopefully i don't completely butcher them but also i'm very southern and it's gonna be awkward so please bear with me <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sorry so let's get into it so i i, I actually like completely misspelled Vacher's name in my entire notes because it's it's spelled V A C H E R but not pronounced like that
1: I was going to so, say do you like when you type in your notes do you like write it how it should be I try to like if I can think of it I try
0: to write of write it how it's pronounced instead of how it's spelled because otherwise I totally would just be reading
1: and just be like Vacher and that's not it <laughs> <laughs> so I try to do that sometimes and then um when I continue to reading and I get to some of them, I'm like, "Oh shit, I didn't do that." And then after, and then you're like, "What why if I I'm pronounce like, it wrong?" <laughs> then I do. And I'm like, "Why? Why didn't I just do it how I planned to do it?" And it sounds stupid. <laughs> it's 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 fine.
0: Everything's fine. So, let's do this. So Joseph Vachey was born on November sixteenth, eighteen sixty nine. He was the fifteenth child to a poor family farm, a farming family. So that's a lot of kiddos, um, that's a, lot of kiddos. <laughs> that's a lot of kiddos, but also like, back they don't have
1: anything else to do. <laughs> well,
0: they had a farm. And so that's just like a lot of free labor, I feel like. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, I mean, I could see that.
0: Yeah, um, I couldn't really find a ton of info on like his early life at all, other than the fact that at a very young age, he was sent to a super strict Catholic school, ooh, Catholic school, where he was taught to fear and obey God and that's like all i could find really so i'm gonna go ahead and say that based on all of the terrible things that he does in his adult these lessons did not really sink in so um we're gonna jump forward to 1892 he's a little older he decides that in order to escape the intense poverty that he had known his entire life he should join the army and like just start a new life there's a lot of them that do that yes
1: a lot of them that do that
0: So that was all good for like a little while, but then he started getting really frustrated after a while because he felt like he wasn't getting the like attention he deserved. Um, He was like, I'm getting no recognition. I should be promoted by now. Like what's going on? So he eventually became so upset by this that he attempted suicide by slicing his throat. Oh my God. (laughs) Which makes my ears hurt thinking about it. Like that's, he just like really went for it. And that's just that you did your own throat and was not successful with it which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so he survived that and fully recovered and like went on with his life or whatever. Yeah. There was there was some stuff going on in his head for sure. So while he was still in the army, he ended up falling really hard for this woman named Louise barant And one night he proposed to her. He he was like totally into her he proposed to her and she's like, "Eh, Like, she wasn't into him at all. Oh, my God. I I don't think it was quite like that. I think she was more nice about it. She was like,
1: I think she, like, tried to. It was between failing your own suicide and then being turned down
0: by the woman you're into. She was like, eh, no. I think she really, like, just tried to let him down nicely, but was, like, not into him that way. So she was just, like, still friendly with him, but, like, put him in the friend zone, basically, and he was just, like, obsessed with her. Um,
1: which that so.
0: <laughs> that really pissed him off because they should be together. So naturally, he threatened to kill her. You know, oh, as Jesus. one does. <laughs> right. <Gotta handle> it. <laughs> it um, it's like, "Marry me, or I'm going to kill you." And she's like, <laughs> "No, thank you." And so then he proceeded to stalk her for a few weeks, as one does. You know, um, the whole time he's stalking her, he's like, "Dude, I got to marry this woman." Like. But how do I convince her? Like, because I just love her so much. I know I'll use the combination of charm, self pity, and straight up begging. Girls love that, right?
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Louise is like, Guy, that is not cute. Like, pick yourself up off the floor and have some dignity. <laughs>
1: like, no. You literally told me you were going to kill me like a week ago. <laughs> right. What? What's going on, bro? <laughs> like,
0: like, calm down. So, one night he convinced her that they should both like attend this dance not necessarily together but like they should both go and whatever and so she was like okay sure um during the dance another man comes up and starts talking to her and he like loses his shit and lunges at the guy jesus <laughs> and Louise like she's like fuck this noise and she like noped out of there and like ran off <laughs> so she starts realizing that this guy is not gonna leave her alone like she's gonna have to leave town to get away from him he's not oh my god that's so sad (laughs) (laughs) well she could like she was she had moved away from her hometown so she's like I'm gonna go back to my hometown like back close to my family and stuff so she like made up this story kind of and she told him she was like look bro I gotta leave town and go back home to my mother because like I mentioned you to her and she was kind of like yeah I forbid you from marrying him so like it's not gonna happen like we're not gonna get married okay so like bye and um so she leaves town she goes back to her hometown whatever this creep will not stop sending her love letters
1: yeah so he, so he like stalks where she moved
0: yes and he's like sending her these letters after receiving several letters she's finally like okay i've got to like get him to stop like i don't i don't want you so she responds and she's like
1: i don't want
0: you <laughs> she's like dude because that's what they say in the 1800s when they respond to it later They're like dude it would probably be best if you stopped writing to me i don't love you i do louise <laughs> so basically she's like it's never gonna happen like kindly back the fuck off good sir i bet you would do whatever so that really pissed him off because he's like cray um he was given a leave from the army and um he was like well i just need to confront her so she can realize that we're meant to be together because that's that's how that works because that's worked so much in the past you know so then he shows up and he's like hey let's just like leave and start a new life together away from your mother like she doesn't understand we should be together and she's like you are literally not listening to anything i've said like i don't (laughs) like you like that
1: (laughs) i don't like what part of no, don't you understand? Right. She's like, I do not want to be with you. So then it gets it really makes mad. Of, it makes me think of dodgeball when it when she's like, <laughs> L for love. No. All I can think of when she's you say loser, dodgeball
0: is, He's like, is, L for love. <laughs> is nobody makes me bleed my own blood.
1: <laughs> nobody makes me bleed my own
0: blood. <laughs> Uh, so anyway she's like i don't like you like that get over it go on somewhere so he gets really mad and he does what any creepy stalker might do he pulls out a gun and he shot her either three or four times like i saw on some accounts it said three times and some said four either way he definitely shot her multiple times i love
1: you but now you have to die because you don't love me
0: and then he turned the gun on himself and shot himself twice in the face
1: (laughs) your eyes (laughs) but big still guy. failed to killing himself yes they both survived he's he's just really bad at this, just like at this really point. really bad, <laughs> at,
0: so bad at, this. at killing anyone <laughs> at this point he gets unfortunately he gets better at that but yeah um so apparently i read that he bought his bullets from a somewhat like sketchy fella <laughs> that was oh like trying God. to cut costs and so the guy only filled the shells like halfway full of gunpowder And so it didn't kill them, but it still, like, did damage. Um, One of the shots punctured Louise's cheek, and it, like, broke some of her teeth. Viché had given himself a really gnarly wound that covered the entire length of his jaw. Um, One of the bullets that he'd shot himself with severed some nerves in his right cheek. So when he breathed, his cheek would, like, kind of flap.
1: Ew! Yeah. Ew!
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> aren't,
1: you so glad, aren't you glad
0: you, you just flap <laughs> Aren't you glad you just got a little snack so I could tell you about the flapping cheek? Mm-hmm. Um don't mind me just trying to eat a fruit roll-up. <laughs> now thinking of flappy cheeks. And um <laughs> he developed an uncontrollable twitch in that cheek also.
1: Well yeah, because yeah. he shot himself. He did.
0: When he so he severed the severed nerve that he hit also made his speech very slurred so that's cool so he's got this gnarly face wound this flappy cheek slurred speech and one of the bullets actually lodged into his right ear canal Uh, leaving like half deaf. well yeah so it left an open wound that would just like leak pus off and on (laughs) and caused him to be permanently partially deaf in that ear and that (laughs) bullet stayed lodged there for the rest of his life so he just like walked around with his bullet lodged in his ear canal yeah
1: and so now he's really wishing he was dead
0: right so after spending a while at the hospital recovering from all this when he got out of there vache was sent to the he was sent to dole asylum because you know shooting someone and yourself after a marriage proposal rejection is like slightly crazy <laughs> um no that's normal <laughs> that's normal that's fine so he wasn't thrilled about this um while he was there he threw furniture he attacked the doctors um you know just normal stuff that's the way to get out right that's how you get out of the asylum by acting bananas so (laughs) he also wrote a lot of letters during his time there so he wrote letters to louise of course you know after he shot her um and he'd like tell her in these letters about how everyone else there was crazy like how dirty it was and how the food sucked and it was just like this terrible place and he wasn't he shouldn't be there and then he even wrote letters um to the authorities saying that he was being abused there like they were just like treating him wrong and abusing him um it had nothing to do with the furniture he was throwing at them (laughs) right or the doctors he was attacking um (laughs) in august of 1893 Vichy escaped the Dole asylum oh okay but he was captured a few weeks later and sent back so <laughs> get back in there <laughs> get back in there well on the on the train ride back to the asylum he was like he was like hey guards I I, I have to go to the bathroom like I gotta pee could you like let me go to the bathroom and they were like yeah no you can hold it like you're not gonna go to the bathroom alone you just escaped like we're not stupid
1: that's super cute <laughs>
0: He's like, no, seriously, I really have to go. Like, if you don't want me to go to the bathroom, fine. Just open the side door of the train and you can stand beside me. I just really have to go. And they're like, okay, like he'll be right there beside us. The train's going super, super fast right now. So there's no way he's going to try to jump out.
1: He yeeted himself out. He (laughs) He literally did.
0: So they open the side door, (laughs) they bring him to the door. He starts tons of his pants or whatever. And then he yeets his body out of the speeding train crash lands, and hobbles out of sight.
1: <laughs> and of course, nobody can stop a train that Right. Fast. It was, yeah, it was going, there was no way they could stop it. So,
0: they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> they're like, we just told him he was going to try to
1: escape. <laughs> so. He's like, he just looked- let me go pee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: come on, guys. He literally has tried to commit suicide twice already. Do you think he, he cares trail. if he jumps out of a speeding train? Right? He's like, maybe it'll work this time. <laughs> Third times a charm. It did not work. He did escape though. Um, so he was found sleeping in a farmhouse two days later. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, we're not dealing with you anymore. No potty. No more potty breaks.
1: Like straight back to dole you go boy you better get your waist back (laughs) so once he's make me take my flip flop off oh my god because that's what they
0: were wearing in 1800s (laughs) so once back at the asylum he tried yet again to commit suicide by repeatedly banging his head against the wall
1: oh Jesus, Yeah, that just makes you dumb. He is like committed. (laughs) Meanwhile, you got this bullet
0: lodged in your head. Like, don't do that. Um, So the doctors were like, yeah, we can't do anything for him here. Um, (laughs) They basically, they concluded that he imagined the whole entire world is against him, which sounds very dramatic. Um, They said they had done their best for him, but he constantly accused them of trying to kill him, even though he was trying to kill himself. Um, And they said that he showed no signs of being cured. So they said, quote, he suffers from mental alienation characterized by a persecution complex, and he is not responsible for his actions. So that diagnosis was actually critical for the case against Vichay for shooting Louise, because they're like, he's not responsible for his actions. So because of that diagnosis, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. And instead of going to jail for that, he was sent to the St. Robert Asylum. So the St. Robert Asylum was completely different than Dole. When the Dole Asylum was built, it had been built to hold 500 patients. And at the time that he stayed there, it was holding 900. So it was like way over full. Um, Instead of resembling like a hospital it more closely resembled a prison cell. So like the patients were placed into small cell-like rooms that were like literally behind bars. It was just like little jail cells. Um, Now the St. Robert Asylum where he was going now was more like a modern hospital that resembled a college campus. Oh, fancy. So it was thought to be one of the best institutions for the care of the insane in all of France. There were like separate male and female wings and they had like this huge main building that served as like a common area for everyone. It's basically like a big college campus. Every day was like planned out into different like blocks of time for like activities and stuff. So when the patients weren't undergoing treatment, they were doing like just different activities like they were sewing or writing or like music therapy or stuff like that. So during his transport to St. Robert from Dole, he completely acted out like he he struggled to get away. Um, He tried to escape again he didn't escape and so then he just got mad and just started like yelling obnoxiously like the whole way until he got there (laughs) then they're like good riddance so (laughs) um but once he got there he was like this place is basically heaven compared to where he was so um while he was there he underwent several different types of treatment including traditional talking therapy hydrotherapy treatment via leeches and opium
1: Mm-mm. You didn't yeah I, about I, I knew you're
0: gonna I knew you're gonna have a mm. no no, no leeches no uh-uh <laughs> no
1: she, she, she was scarred as a child by leeches I will um, never ever 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 oh. <laughs> be okay with them it was it was pretty bad I don't do leeches I don't do leeches <laughs> there was leeches an incident. awful <laughs> There's a reason that I won't go into water that I can't see through anymore. And the, and the thing is leeches.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's very traumatizing. Very traumatizing. <laughs> Especially like, when you're You were like eight. Okay. I was gonna say 10, but yeah, you were like, mm-hmm. yeah. Eight years old. And we were visiting our grandpa mm-hmm. and he has uh, this cabin um, that like, there's a big lake that's like, yeah, they had a, like a lakefront cabin. Yes. In in
0: Maine. And we went swimming in the lake. And and they specifically told me
1: and everybody, they specifically said, like we all kept telling you. (laughs) Stay out of the dark water because you know, leeches live in dark things (laughs) so yes I was just swimming in my they were like they're like
0: there's a bunch of rocks over there and they're known to kind of hang out by the rocks so like stay away from those rocks
1: (laughs) and I was like okay that just means swim near the rocks (laughs) that means go swim and sit on the rocks (laughs) yeah so I did I did that and then as I was like swimming back um my (laughs) I had a little bit of a panic attack and almost drowned. <laughs> it, was, it was really bad. Like, because it was like, I noticed, it was like horrible I noticed, stuff. yeah, it was awful. I noticed there was something on my arm, but um, it wasn't just one. There was some things on my arm. So I get out of the water and finally up to the bank, you know, get out of the water and I am covered from head to toe in leeches i mean every it was every single it was like in between your toes, like there were tiny ones of my body it was bad was
0: covered in leeches that was a long night but yes so that was one of his treatments <laughs> it's over now it's over now and i'm sure you've never gotten in the lake since then
1: um <laughs> no i won't i tell my kids all the time so like summer vacations and stuff if, if they want to go uh, fishing and stuff that's great cool we'll go fishing on the bank um we're not going in the water and if you want to swim in that water I'm sorry but it, I can't come after you
0: <laughs> right like you were on your own kiddo that is that's it <laughs> so don't swim in the lake water <laughs> <laughs> and they're like don't swim by the rocks like this no <laughs> okay so during his downtime when he wasn't getting his treatment um he would just like quietly read and he would write more letters to Louise because you know she really wanted those um (laughs) but luckily she never really got these letters because her father started watching the mail and like intercepting letters from him to kind of like spare her from any more of his crazy drama so
1: that's good (laughs) yes good job father (laughs) good job father So you and she got shot. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's awful. (laughs) You like delete that? No.
0: (laughs) So, the doctors at Saint Robert found Vichy to be polite and docile. So I'm sure the opium had nothing to do with the docile part. But okay. Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: but in April of 1894, so just after, just three months. At the Saint Robert Asylum, Vichy was reportedly completely cured, and he was released. And you are cured.
1: <laughs> yeah, get after, out <laughs> after three months because they were like, "Oh, he's he's docile." Well, because they just kept drugging him. <laughs> so yeah,
0: so now he's just out there. So after his release, um, he basically became like a vagabond. So he he's wandered, like around. traveling all over, and yeah. So he literally he just like traveled around the countryside. With just like the few possessions that he had and his like military papers from before showing that he like had been in the army or whatever. And he would like look for work as he passed through different cities and beg for food and just kind of sleep wherever he stopped for the night. So like in someone's barn or like under a tree or just wherever. So somewhere along the way in his travels, he picked up a small black and white dog that he named Lulette and a tamed magpie. So like a bird that he I was kept. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, how did he catch a magpie? It was tamed, and he kept it like tethered on a string. So he just like walked around with this dog and this bird oh, on the string. Okay, that's
1: not weird. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's. How not- would you react if you saw that walking down the street? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's normal.
0: <laughs> it's just just this like this disfigured guy with his ear like leaking pus. And a bird on a and string. Floppy cheek. Flappy cheek. <laughs> cheek yeah. That
1: is bird on a string. That's no need to call authorities. <laughs>
0: Probably if I saw that, I would just like look the other way and keep walking because I don't want <laughs> to make
1: direct eye contact. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> don't make direct eye contact.
0: So one day he stopped to beg for food at the home of this guy named Regis Bach. Well, oh, I thought and you were
1: going to say Regis Philbin. <laughs> it was
0: not. No. It was Regis Bach. So, <laughs> I was like, what did you do, Regis? <laughs> so Bach gave him some stew. Okay. And, and Vichy ate most of it. And then when he was full, like he offered the rest of the stew to his dog, Lulette. So when the dog turned away at the offering, he got really mad. And he was like, if you don't want to eat it, then I'll just kill you. And he bludgeoned Lulette to death with a <gasps> club right there. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, he turned on the bird and did the same thing. Oh my God, that poor bird that's on a string. Right? Couldn't get away. I can't because... fly away. And uh. So Bach is just like standing there horrified because he just like witnessed, like, what the hell? He's like, what did I just watch? Like, And Vijay is like, hey, do you have a shovel? I need to bury my pets. Right? And so Bach is like, um, okay. And so he gives him a shovel, and Vachey proceeds to bury his animals, and then he just goes along his way down the road. So that's cool. Totally sane person. He's he's cured. It's fine. Um, So now we are going to talk about his first known victim.
1: Oh, okay. So... let.
0: Well, human victim. (laughs) So...
1: It was like, we just talked about it. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm kidding. I'm sorry, puppy. Okay. So 21 year old Eugenie Delhomme was a silk mill worker. Okay. She lived in the factory's dorm, which I didn't know was a thing. I didn't know they had dorms at the factories, but apparently. They okay. Did. Um, and she worked from 5 a.m. till 8 p.m. every day. Which just oh, sounds damn. straight up exhausting, right? That sounds like the worst job ever. And you like live there. So you just like always there.
1: Oh God. Yeah. No, that's even awful. <laughs> that's even more awful. Like, oh, work. Work was hard. So glad to be. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I used to I used so when I, to be home. <laughs> I used to think it was so bad
0: when I'd like work all day and it was like this long exhausting day. And then i go to bed and dream that I was working. So I woke up and I was like, "Shit, I go back to work? But I just worked all night. But she like literally is always there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I still dream at work. It
0: just like follows you. (laughs) It's it's always there. So um, let's see, 7.30 on the night of May 19th, 1894, she left her workstation and told her coworkers that she was going to step outside for a minute to get some air. Well, the next day she didn't show back up for work and a few of her coworkers went out looking for her um they're like that's so weird like we didn't see her at all and so they got looking for her but it was a local sheep farmer that ended up stumbling across her body so the sheep farmer noticed her feet sticking out of a hedge just 200 yards from the mill that she worked at
1: oh so like not even
0: right like Like not far right there like she went outside for air and he like snatched her up um So this is where it gets a little rough. So her face had been brutally mutilated. Her lips were torn. She had stab wounds in her chest and throat and her right breast had been cut off. Yeah. So the autopsy report noted bruising finger marks and scratch marks around her throat, leading them to believe that she was strangled to death. And then the other injuries were done post-mortem her stomach and chest had also been badly mutilated by blunt trauma and the examining doctor believed that that was caused by the attacker stomping on her body. Oh god. Right? That is terrible. I read that and I was like, ooh. So, now we get to the police. <laughs> this this is fun. So with no leads whatsoever, police assumed that due to the amount of violence in this crime, it had to be a crime of passion. Which I mean is understandable. Okay. Um, so their first suspect was Eugene Doria. Okay. I think it's it's Doria. Um, and that was Eugené's most recent boyfriend. Okay. So they're like, okay, let's let's question him. Well, he had an alibi, but they just apparently held him in jail for a while so they could just like question him whenever Um, they thought of a question. They just like kept him there.
1: Remember what time? Right. What, when it was it, yeah right. it's though. like 1890s 1800s uh,
0: yes so since they had no other leads they just started kind of working their way backwards through all of her past boyfriends and arresting them even though like they all had solid alibis or whatever so then they found a watch near the crime scene and they're like oh shit this this has got to be the murders so they arrested the owner of the watch who was a young servant at a local factory nearby
1: well, that's so sad.
0: Right. So he had just lost the watch a few days. A,
1: he already has a really shitty life. <laughs> right.
0: And he had just lost the watch a few days before the murder happened and also had a solid alibi because he was like working as a servant at the factory <laughs> at the time. Um, but they're like, yeah, we're just going to like hold you anyways because
1: we don't got and anything also, else. <laughs> you got to also keep in mind that like law enforcement back then were volunteers. Right. Right, right. So... Yeah, there's not really a way to structure any of this, right? <laughs> so at one point during... are like, oh, we're just going to hold you. We don't know yet. We're going to hold you. We'll decide if you're guilty later.
0: <laughs> right. Like, I might have a question for you that I think of in a couple hours. So just sit tight in that cell. Um, <laughs> so at one point during all these arrests and all these holdings of these people, a, a local in the area went to the police station and was like, hey, so... I like found this bloody knife right by where that lady was murdered. And I figured y'all might want it. And they turned him away and discarded the knife. What? Because <laughs> they're like really good at policing a junk.
1: <laughs> like, I, I mean, know. volunteers. They're, they're volunteers. <laughs> but you had no leads. <laughs> you had nothing. They're, vol- they're volunteers. So. <laughs> no, we don't need that. We got, we got some guys. We're questioned. That's all we need.
0: It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, (laughs) so in the meantime, of all of them like arresting and ignoring bloody knives, um, there's stories that are starting to circulate around the town about a strange, disfigured man with dark hair and a scarred face, and he'd been like stalking and following women in the area. So, okay, that seems like a good lead. Um, some women were talking about how like they noticed him following, and so they just like ran away. and this other woman said that she noticed him following her so she started talking loudly to an imaginary person to spook him and he stopped following her <laughs> so i that, guess
1: that worked i guess that the was dude, worth thinking the dude the dude put a string on a fucking bird and he, that worked he was probably like this chick is crazier than me <laughs> she's just talking to nobody <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's julie no i'm totally gonna start doing that <laughs> to
0: start just start talking to imaginary people
1: <laughs> how's it going charles <laughs> oh my god uh so it sounded like a good name to say <laughs> charles i was like okay um
0: eventually the townspeople filed a petition to free all the men that the police had arrested wrongfully for the murder because they were like still holding all them yeah so they, they finally released them about a month after sitting in jail um by the time the police finally released all these other men uh Vachet was long gone like he had drifted on down the countryside well,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so um see, so he had walked 40 miles away to a city right next to the french alps called grenoble and he hung around there for a while and tried to find work but he wasn't really finding anything And people around there were like, hey, this dude's kind of (laughs) shady. So he left and he walked even farther out into the French countryside. Um, (laughs) Somewhere along the way, he picked up an accordion, you know, as one does. Um, Just Just like on the side of the road. I think, I think I read that he paid like somebody like four francs for it or something like
1: oh, that. Okay, I was like, you just found a random accordion just, just laying down. He just picked up an accordion. So he would
0: um play it poorly for passerbys for money. <laughs> he was not good at playing it, but
1: he would, he would play it. He was like, uh, I'm going to get this instrument. I don't know how to play it. But I'm gonna get it, and then uh, I'm gonna play it for people. And if they don't like it, then I'm probably gonna kill them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if
0: they like it, they'll give me money. If not, then I'm going to kill them.
1: <laughs> then it's gonna it's gonna happen.
0: So he found work on different farms throughout the summer, and he made his way even further down south. And then let's see, summer eventually turned to fall, and this is when Vache came across his next victim. So, November 20th, he spotted 13-year-old Louise oh, Marshall. Yes, no. I know.
1: Why do they got to be so young?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of kids. So, she was walking alone on a path. I wonder in
1: the... if it's because they're, like, easier targets.
0: Exactly. So, she was, this is a very easy target. She was walking alone on a path in the forest.
1: Oh, Why are you walking in the forest, girl?
0: Girl. <laughs> so... This is rough. He grabbed her. He dragged her into a nearby abandoned barn and strangled her. He then slit her throat, completely mutilated her abdomen, and then raped her dead body. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was Louise's neighbor, Charles Rue. Oh, it's Charles.
1: I was about to say that. I was literally about to say that. I I I forgot there was a Charles. I was talking to you earlier. (laughs) Yeah, he's the one that discovered her body. Oh, yeah
0: so he like went to police like he found the body and he was like oh i gotta go tell them so they don't have phones so he like, had to go to them and bring them to her
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they were like wait a minute how did you know where to find her body you must have done oh, this good god <laughs> so they arrested him um upon searching the crime scene they found a set of footprints near the body that had been made by wooden sold shoes and it was the same type of shoes that rue was wearing and they were like aha it was you and he was like well yes i do have wooden sold shoes but like so do you and almost everybody else in town <laughs> it was like he was like it's the 1800s they're all the rage right now <laughs> he's like
1: aha it was you oh you caught me, you, like, you, me really, right. you really got me i so totally they, didn't just you totally don't see the the footprints walking to where i found her body right. <laughs> and then they turned around and went towards you <laughs> uh-huh, my work here is done sherlock holmes to the rescue right.
0: <laughs> they were like oh right okay and so they eventually ended up letting him go too Um. So then, they're all
1: the rage.
0: They're, they're all the rage right now. You're you're not cool if you don't have wooden sole shoes, which sounds terribly uncomfortable. By the that way, does.
1: <laughs> all I can think about when you say like the wooden it's like sole- wooden clogs. Yes, that's, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Is like those wooden clogs, and I'm I've actually tried on a pair of wooden clogs before. I can't remember why we did. I think it was like. Some big show and tell thing that people I was like, who is know? we? Because it wasn't me. <laughs> no, sorry, I shouldn't have said we like that, but I. Um, and I'm I'm telling you, they weren't very really comfortable. <laughs> like where but I don't no, even know where you find them to try them on. No, I think it was uh so I remember doing it, it's it was long, long time ago. Um, I can't even remember what grade it was, but we did like it was like a cultural day where everyone had to do with oh yeah 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 culture yeah. and um like you were a country and you had to come in with like right this was your, remember, I, I swear it was where like it was before we moved here it was back when we went to school in Mississippi I swear this happened in like probably I feel eight like eight you dreamed this no,
0: no because
1: <laughs> I remember having to make a di- like we had to bring in a food that was from that culture too and um, I want to say I was like Sweden and I brought in mom's like Swedish meatballs.
0: Oh my gosh. And they were not like, <laughs> I was like, that's not, that's not, no, that's not Sweden.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember I awful. didn't have to do that
0: assignment. I remember Michael did, he did Greece and he brought baklava.
1: Yeah. Which I love. Awful. Let's just say it was awful. My wow. food was awful. <laughs> okay. Well, back to this. Back to um, <laughs> the wooden clogs. Good, good, good on. <laughs> Everybody
0: wore wooden clogs there. So in April of 1895, Vachey attempted to rape a woman at knife point named Antoinette Augustine Marchland. Oh,
1: okay.
0: So this is a long name. So she had been on her way home from selling oranges. And fortunately, she was able to squirm out of his grip. And she started screaming and like yeeting rocks at him
1: oh and, good, girl
0: <laughs> i see you girl good. And, and then two local men came because they heard all the commotion and they like ran him off well then unfortunately he came across 17 year old augustine mortaroo yes so she was the youngest of seven children and she was on her way to visit one of her older sisters who lived in in a neighboring village so she had never made the trip alone before so like for Aww. security reasons she brought along her small dog queeque oh I know um unfortunately she never made it to her sister's house. Her body was found like in a busy road like on the way like just in the road right um and eventually like Nobody a large well a woman's and like her kids were walking by and she saw it so she went to go like tell authorities or whatever and by the time they got back there was like this large crowd around her like everybody saw it but um so she had massive stab wounds in her chest and throat and her abdomen had been completely mutilated she was also missing her shoes and her earrings which was kind of different yeah right so just outside the village Vache had stopped at the house of an old widowed woman to beg for lunch because that's how he eats um, while she was cooking for him she noticed he was like nursing a small wound and she was like oh what's, what's going on there what happened and so he told her it was a bite from a small dog Cui-cui. I know and so the old woman like cleaned up his wound for him and fed him and he went on his way I know and then a couple weeks later when he was walking he met a farmer who noticed the terrible state that Vashay's shoes were in and by vache's shoes i mean Augustine's shoes because you know he'd stolen her shoes
1: oh. so he took them
0: and they were way too small so he cut the toes out of the shoes so that his big ass feet will fit in there so he's just walking with these shoes with the toes cut out yeah and so the farmer was like oh man you need some new shoes and he like offered him a pair of his own shoes like an extra pair of shoes he had and so he was like oh yeah thanks bro and like takes off the cut up shoes and just like throws them in the bushes and puts the new shoes on like walks away oh my god <laughs> right so the farmer was like well that's kind of suspicious." so he reported the incident to the mayor who was friends um he was like friends with the mayor and so the mayor sent the police out like looking for this guy just to like question him or whatever so they caught up with him and they're like yo bro what, what you doing like what's up and he was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just leaving town. And he like shows them his military papers that he has. Oh, cause that's like gold apparently. Right. And they're like, oh, th- that's our bad as you were, you know? And they just like, let him go.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, it was not that it's not a big deal now to be in the military. It is, it, it's a big deal. But I mean, even then it was a big deal. Like you show your papers so and yeah, you're if good. You're in the military then. Yeah. So over the
0: next few months, there were several women reporting attacks by a would-be rapist, and there were several bodies that were found. A young boy came home from tending the cows to find his mother lying on the kitchen floor with her throat slit wide open no. and her and her body disemboweled. Yes, I know. Um, a 58-year-old woman was found with her, like, head and neck completely torn apart by stab wounds. Um... 15 year old shepherd victor portailier he was out watching his cattle one afternoon so like every day all the boys at like the local farms would like go take their cattle out to graze at like the same field at Mm -hmm. like two in the afternoon so they always like meet up there around that time well that day victor had taken his cattle out a little early so when the other boys arrived at the pasture they found victor's body resting against a juniper bush so he had been strangled disemboweled raped and castrated um so
1: now it doesn't even matter if you're female or
0: male right he was just he was just grabbing whoever was like available to grab basically awful um It was said that his body had been so mutilated, it was as if he had been killed by a bull who then turned his horns on him after he was dead. I know. Um, Not long after this, about 40 miles away, 14-year-old shepherd Pierre Massot Pellet's body was found. So um, when he took his sheep to graze in a field and failed to return for lunch, the farmer sent another young shepherd boy out to go fetch him, and this boy found his body, stuffed behind a large boulder in the corner of the field. So he had been sliced open, disemboweled, raped, and castrated. Also, um,
1: man, he's so violent about he's it. He's so
0: violent about like it. It came because he used to be like so bad at killing, and then he just got like vicious. It. Mm-hmm. So winter he's not came, good at
1: it. That's not even a good word to say it. No, he, like it's like, so awful at it and now he's just like it's it's like pent up builds up anger it's just it's just terrible
0: um so winter came and he fashioned winter is coming <laughs> winter is <laughs> <Sorry. was> coming <laughs> no winter had come girl <laughs> and he fashioned so he became known for wearing this white rabbit fur hat all the time so this is when he made it he like hunted a rabbit and made a hat out of it because he's terrible um and i'll put a picture of him wearing that hat on the insta because that's like all the pictures of him wearing it that you find yeah
1: okay
0: um so in winter he attempted to rape a 12 year old girl on her way to church but she screamed and some people were nearby and they heard her and they came and he like ran off well that's good yes
1: that the 12 year old was
0: good right the 12 year old was good and she was able to give a description and so were the people that came
1: and like run him off so did she like talk about his flappy ass cheek probably <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> that's all i can think of is like every time we we talk about how he like doesn't look good or anything it's just like this one cheek is just like <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: So officers took his description, <laughs> and sorry, I'm just sorry. like
1: you know those dogs that when you like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> they like stick their head out the window and they're and they're like just flap, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, those are cute so.
0: though. He, those are cute. He's not cute.
1: <laughs>
0: Continue. <laughs> so officers took his description, and they realized that it was the same guy who had attacked. Um, some other women two other women in the same area the past two nights because they had like reported him they had gave a description yes so they also found out that he had spent the night at a local farmhouse and he had given his name to the owner so they like put his name and his description in the paper and like the paper like went out to like a few neighboring villages or whatever and an officer actually stopped him on the road but when he showed the officer his military papers, he was like, oh, hey, have you seen like anyone suspicious around here? And he was like, you know, come to think of it, I did see a super sass fella. He was several miles back down the road, like back that way, the other way. Bruh. <laughs> so that officer was like, gee, thanks. And like went on that way looking for Be golly. <laughs> golly gee whiz.
1: <laughs> you helped me out good, sir. Get Don't good, you just sir. love...
0: Don't you just love how these 1800s French people speak when I tell the story? (laughs) Good Samaritan, you. Bruh, college US. Um, uh, So a few days later, he was actually arrested for assault and sentenced to a month in jail. So they had no idea that he was the man that they were looking for. So he just quietly served his month and then was released. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, upon his release, he was suddenly like, I'm feeling kind of religious now. So, I think I'm going to go on a pilgrimage to Lourdes. (laughs) So, he traveled over 1,400 miles on foot and arrived in Lourdes that winter. So, along the way on his religious pilgrimage, he stopped to murder newlywed Marie Moussier. Right. 'Cause that's super religious of him. Um, he stole her wedding ring after he strangled her to death, bit her face, gutted cool. her, and then raped her dead body. And then he took her wedding ring, but then he later just like threw that out because he was like, Well, if I get caught with this, I might get in trouble for stealing. So I should probably that, get rid of that's my biggest worry is stealing. Right. <laughs> right so he did the same thing on the way to the pilgrimage his pilgrimage whatever with 14 year old rosine rodier so she was a shepherd girl most of them are like shepherd kids because they're like just out in pastures and stuff on their own um so she was watching her flock in a field when vache attacked her body had been sliced open and disemboweled and mutilated just like the other victims um all just it's all bad He spent the remainder of the winter in like the southern part of France, and then he continued drifting around the countryside throughout the spring. So he's just drifting around, attacking people, killing people. August of 1897, he came across a woman gathering wood and like pine cones, just like in the woods, and he tried to attack her. So he didn't know that her husband and kids were also like nearby gathering stuff, So her husband and her son come like running up when they hear a scream and they saw him and they like lunged at him and they just like start brawling. (laughs) (laughs) And so this brawl was loud enough to alert nearby neighbors. So they come running too. And they just like jump up in there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <And>
0: so, <laughs> they're like we fight we fight <laughs> <We
1: fightin'. laughs> exactly
0: so they all fighting and they ended up like just beating his ass and they dragged him to a nearby farmhouse where they locked him inside until authorities could get there six
1: hours later
0: six hours six hours like well they had to go get him, and also they were oh, in a rush. Okay. somebody's yeah. gotta like
1: go out and they're they yeah. can just
0: like call them on the phone yeah they don't have a cellular <laughs> they, they got those cell phones. Or, or a landline yeah. <laughs> So they need, to, they need to invest <laughs> <laughs> so so they hadn't linked him to any of these murders or like attacks or like throughout all of all of the countryside all of southern France yeah. and all that so they just thought they had him for like this attack on this woman they were completely shocked when he wrote out a confession admitting to at least 11 murders including four boys six girls and one adult woman so nobody knows why he wrote the confession some people are like stupid (laughs) (laughs) they they think some people think well maybe he was like oh they're on to me like they're they're gonna try to pin me for all this so i need to get a jump start on it or whatever um also we know how much this fool likes writing letters because that's what he does
1: <laughs> like writing letters he's really weird <laughs> yeah
0: so after writing his confession he was only charged with one count of murder What the fuck? Um,
1: <laughs> well because
0: if he was found guilty for just one of the murders he would be sentenced to death anyway so they're like there's no point in just trying to try him for all these that would take too long if we get him for one then we can sentence him to death so he immediately began trying for an insanity plea mm-hmm. because he was like, if I'm found insane, then I would get off for the murder. I'll be sent to the asylum where I can just escape. Or maybe I'll get sent back to that sweet asylum that's like the door, like the college campus where I can just like get released in three months because I'll act fine. Um, <laughs> so he was like, yes, I did commit these crimes, but I did it in a moment of frenzy and I had no control over it. And he was like, I feel like I'm insane and I can't control myself because when I was eight, I was bit by a rabid dog and it poisoned my blood. (laughs) And so they're like, okay, well, we found the doctor that treated you. And he said, you weren't actually bit by the dog. You were just licked.
1: (laughs) 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 He was licked by a dog when he was eight. (laughs) I was bit by a rabid dog no he was just like brah
0: <laughs> he was just like and, and he was like well I feel like I'm insane because that quack quack doctor gave me the wrong treatment for my rabies bite <laughs> and they're like yeah no and then he was like well it must be because I have this bullet lodged in my head and it's making me crazy and also I have PTSD from how I've been treated my whole life because everybody's against me and I can't control it and they're like okay anything else you want to add and, <laughs> and he's like he's like oh yeah so i was sitting here by god just like joan of arc so i could help people understand the true virtues of faith and they were like uh-huh again? <laughs> right? come, come again because he's a religious now he went on the pilgrimage remember yeah so religious that he keeps killing and raping children <laughs> yes exactly so he was studied by a team of doctors led by Alexander Lacassagne. That's a big name. Um, so he was a well-known famous physician who became one of the founding fathers of modern criminology. So he was like this big deal. He first took an x-ray of Vichy's head to see if the bullet in his ear canal was like resting on any nerves or anything like that. Um but he determined that it wasn't affecting his mental status at all it just gave him like his gnarly disfigurement (laughs) so then alexander went through each murder meticulously and he pieced together the facts from each crime scene so he's like really getting into all this like way up ahead of his time um he even pulled together all the details from all the autopsies and studied the blood spatter on the ground at all the crime scenes which had never really been done before. Like, he was, like, the first to start studying the blood splatter. Oh, okay. So, he concluded that each murder was thought out and planned, especially since Vache would grab the victim in a secluded path or pasture and make sure it does, like, somewhat hide the bodies after he was finished. Proving that he didn't just, like, attack them in a fit of rage, but after he'd, like, developed a thought out plan so that he wouldn't be caught. So joseph vache was found to be totally sane and fit to stand trial on the night of his trial he apparently decided he wasn't giving up on his insanity plea so when being brought into the building he noticed all the reporters outside and he started shouting glory to jesus long live joan of arc the grand martyr of times and glory to the grand savior (laughs) right (laughs) so one reporter wrote of vache at his trial saying quote his whole conduct conduct in court was of the most eccentric description his appearance is repulsive aged about 30 he has a flat nose jet black hair and a horrible squint he wears a brown suit and a rabbit skin cap and i was like damn reporter geez
1: (laughs) trying to to bring a fella down (laughs) he was like he is repulsive he he is ugly (laughs) (laughs) so
0: when given the option to give his statement he starts rambling and he says things like yes i killed and then soiled and mutilated those cadavers but the guilty ones are the doctors at st robert asylum who instead of keeping me locked up let me go running into the countryside
1: oh now we're playing the blame game (laughs) yeah we just blame everybody now Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm crazy okay fine you wouldn't buy it I'm not crazy I mean I'm crazy (laughs) but I'm not crazy enough for this right Uh, now it's your fault (laughs) it's
0: it's the doctor's fault because they just let me go running in the countryside when I'm clearly crazy (laughs) which is kind of true but still it's not their fault it's your fault you're crazy (laughs) like you're killing the people um then he told the court about how he was an instrument of God and his crimes were actually a method to show how screwed up the asylums in france were for letting him out yeah so the judge bought none of his shenanigans and ruled him to be sane and guilty of murder and he was sentenced to death by guillotine so december 31st 1989 not 1989 1889 i was like man <laughs> it, was it, like, was, it was a damn. century
1: later a hundred years later no hundred years later damn fool just like he did not want to die (laughs) he he was
0: so bad at dying no (laughs) 1889 he was half dragged half carried to the guillotine and in front of a crowd of over over 3,500 people joseph vache was beheaded and that is the french river so there you go what
1: a what a creep
0: (laughs) what a creep I, I had only heard of Jack the Ripper. I hadn't heard of him.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. Interesting indeed. So, yeah, he was fucked up. I really need to see a picture of this flappy. <laughs> In boat. all of the pictures
0: of him, you can't even see like how disfigured they describe him they're like they describe his cheek to be flapping and like he's got this t- but like you can't really see it in the pictures you can see like half of his face is kind of droopy where it was like yeah paralyzed or whatever but like you can't really see anything else
1: so yeah are you like googling you got what? I was I was looking I was trying to find that's the, good good case good case there you go so or that's
0: it. I yeah, I was like, "Way to, way to, what are the words I'm thinking of? Good job, Google." Good job, Google.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm kind of shocked we haven't done Jack the Ripper yet, though. Either we've talked, we talked about it at one point, and then we just never went back to it.
1: I know. We'll
0: we'll do it. We'll do it
1: sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> okay. Well, well, follow follow up all of her stuff. All of it you can check us out every single bit every (laughs) single bit do it um you can check us out at serialholic sisters.com uh we're currently still working on our patreon it will be released here soon though here soon so yeah
0: like us review us subscribe send us listener tales so that we
1: can read those in an episode because that'll be cool (laughs) I know. I, I totally want to hear some listener tales. I'm kind of excited. Those to are them. like
0: the best. It's, yeah, so, I, it's so fun to read other people's stories about stuff that happened to
1: mm-hmm. them, to them, to friends, to family, to anybody they know. It'd be cool. So definitely, so, yeah. and you can do that um, also at our website um, or you can just reach out to our Gmail at serialholicsisters at gmail.com. There you go. All right. All right.
0: All right. Well, next well
1: week when it's my turn.
0: It's your turn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Okay, because we're not awkward <laughs> enough. Let's let's, let's be awkward. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.